Hello, everybody. This is、uh, Rick, the founder at Real People USA, and it's、uh, Sunday Sunday afternoon. I won't be editing anything from this、uh, podcast episode. It, act, it is actually connected to a blog article I wrote that can be found on my website at rpusa.org and click the、uh, the blog link. And the title of this、uh, podcast episode is "Why Amazon Succeeds in Business、uh, Can Be Considered Close to Improper." Consumer exploitation and the exploit the exploitation opportunity made available、uh, to these globalist companies by the COVID nineteen hoax has been extremely devastating to small business owners and consumers. The opinion of this blog and the episode that I'm recording right now is about Amazon's negative impact on consumers. There are other companies similar to Amazon, which are also shutting down many businesses under the guise of COVID-19 lockdowns. When I say companies like Amazon are shutting down businesses, I don't mean that they're、uh, doing it directly. I mean the governments, these state governments in these different states, are shutting down local businesses, which is making it easier for Amazon to get even more business. And I want to say that Amazon has a legal business, and this episode is not challenging Amazon's right to conduct business as a legal business entity. This episode is about the consumer exploitation by companies like Amazon under the protection of CDC crooked guidelines and heavy-handed state governor public health non-legislative directives. I believe that if consumers spent some time studying how they earn dollars, how their dollars are spent, and how their dollars are viewed by companies like Amazon, consumers would think differently about their actions to shop purely for discounts. For myself, the first and last time I shopped at Amazon was probably about two to three years ago, when I purchased some earphones with a microphone for my mobile device. The price was ridiculously low. I believe I paid twelve dollars for these earphones, but I would have paid about twenty-nine dollars if I purchased、uh, similar earphones at Best Buy. I was so excited to get the earphones at that price of twelve dollars. What a deal for me! So I thought. The package arrived in the mail all the way from China, from a city name beginning with a G. I think it was Guangzhou. China. So I apologize if I said the city's name incorrectly, but I think it was Guangzhou or something like that. I was initially unhappy that I did not support American company because I thought the product was coming from someplace like Michigan or Jersey or or Texas or someplace like that. Then two days later, after I received the the earphones, I was angry and I regretted that I did not buy the earphones from an American company. When the earphone pretty much fell apart, the wires just fell out of the rubber or plastic harness. I only used the earphones for about 90 minutes. Now I understand that some products are not manufactured in the U.S. because of past globalist decisions, but at least, as I learned, my community stays vibrant when I shop local. Let's first discuss when Amazon knows about 
consumer dollars. Now, Amazon knows that the majority of Americans are not business owners and do not view the value of the dollar in the same way that Amazon does. Consumers are preconditioned to work very hard and do just about anything to earn dollars. Consumers will work two jobs, three jobs, to make enough money to pay bills, to buy food, and cover other financial necessities. And after all the necessities are paid for, consumers have some extra money or discretionary income to spend on things that you know consumers enjoy. Now consumers feel that they should reward themselves with nice things in life because they worked for the money. I mean, that's kind of, you know, logical. Since most consumers live on a budget, there are just so many dollars to allocate uh, to buying things they want or need. And most consumers shop on the principle of paying the least amount of money possible for products and services. And as a consultant, I see that all the time when I'm working with my white collar clients. Consumers use the logic of why pay $25 when the product or service can be purchased at $17 to save $8. The extra $8 savings can extend the consumer's purchasing power. The $25 can now buy two items to satisfy the consumer. Buying the most items for the least amount of money gives consumers a high dose of satisfaction. The ability to save money motivates consumers to get up on Monday and work five days per week and maybe some overtime to feel that euphoria of buying products and services all over again with their paychecks. Now here's some inside information about money and about businesses. The majority of businesses anticipate and hope most Americans have the desire to work hard and shop without regard to how money is earned how money is spent, and what happens to the spent dollars. The majority of business owners through marketing gimmicks and psychology studies know that most consumers want to feel good about spending their monies. Small business owners know they are receiving huge benefits on their end too. Small business owners are receiving profit and highly desire to generate repeat business. Small business owners are receiving profit and these business owners highly desire to generate repeat business. The more repeat business, the less marketing dollars are spent. And I know this makes sense to people. That's why people are loyal to certain companies because, you know, they're treated right. Uh, they have they, they, they get great products and so on and so on. Small business owners always receive tax write offs for moving products and services. And that's another major benefit. And, uh, small business owners as employers can write off salaries, can write off lease leases, they can write off healthcare. There's just a whole bunch of things that small business owners can write off and it's a great benefit to have as, a, as an employer. Small business owners, other challenge is to put competitors out of business. The more the number of competitors the more difficult it is to beat the competition. That's why if you see 20 or 30 competitors, then you're probably going to get the best deal because that one competitor is competing with the other 19 or 29 competitors. So it's kind of like they're all making some money, 
maybe all of them are not making enough money. Maybe like 10% of them, like two or three, are making more money than the other, you know, 17 or 27. In contrast, the less the number of competitors, the easier it is to beat the competition. When a company gets to the size of Amazon, other benefits are available. Large corporations, when only a few large numbers of competitors exist, get to shut down many small businesses. All the big corporations need to do is to drop prices enough to wipe out small business owners' profit margins. Small business owners who have many competitors operate on small profit margins. And I just said that about 30 seconds ago. Large corporations also have the power to pressure wholesale companies to lower their prices, meaning a large corporation can demand a wholesaler sell a product at $5 instead of $8, or they'll lose the, they'll lose the big account. This $3 discount alone uh, or savings to the large corporation can wipe out the small business owner when the large corporation reduces their price by the discount that they force the wholesaler to provide. Without COVID-19, the small business environment is, is tough because the big corporation is slowly putting the little guy out of business. With COVID-19, big corporations are swiftly shutting down small business owners, especially when the government imposes unconstitutional restrictions and lockdowns. Amazon is raking in the dollars because the government is forcing consumers to buy from Amazon by restricting and shutting down small business owners. With small business owners now shutting down, Amazon can go back to wholesale companies and ask for much larger discounts than $3, perhaps $4 because wholesalers have now lost their small business customers and they are willing to do anything just to get the business from the big companies like Amazon. Look at it this way. The wholesale $4 discount can be given to consumers on top of any other price reduction only big corporations can offer to consumers. What if the big corporations like Amazon have other income streams to provide even bigger discounts to consumers? What if the big corporation operates a media company or a tech company where profit margins may be 25 to 30 percent? Perhaps companies like Amazon can drop the $25 product or service from the previous $17 now to $14. No small business can compete if a $25 suggested retail price is reduced to $14. In some situations, a company could be called a monopoly or be charged with unfair business antitrust violations. Any unfair business practice is when a company cannot legitimately compete against another company. Microsoft lost a massive court case in 1996 when the Department of Justice under Democrat attorney Janet Reno found Microsoft had pretty much shut out most computer software and hardware companies who could not connect their products and services to Microsoft software. So let's keep it moving. 
Suppose a company gets the majority of its inventory from China, where labor costs are at least 90% less than in the United States. No American small business can compete when the other guy has a 90% lower labor costs. What if another entity is funneling money or investing in the big corporation stocks? The big corporation is already dominating the market as a market leader. Now there could even be more money, maybe even foreign money coming in as investments to shut down even more small businesses. Readers may think what I just described over the last few minutes is great. Consumers have access to products and services at ridiculously low prices. What could be wrong with that? Well, a lot is wrong with big corporations having so much power and control that communities are negatively affected, especially with COVID-19 business shutdowns. I actually think this Amazon relationship with governments and COVID-19 is potentially illegal and criminal. But Rick, the consumer is benefiting by paying extremely low prices. Yes, but these extremely low prices are hurting your neighbors and communities. What if your neighbor just lost his job because he worked at an Amazon supplier? The supplier had to lower his wholesale prices to $4. But for that wholesaler to make a profit, the wholesaler had to lay off five employees to make up the lost revenue of lowering the price to $4. And your neighbor was one of the five employees losing his or her job. What if Amazon shoppers had to pay the five laid off employees bills, their rent, mortgage, and other expenses? If Amazon shoppers saved $10 per transaction and each laid off employee had about let's say $4,000 in monthly bills. So let's say, you know, four times five employees or $20,000 in monthly bills. 2,000 Amazon shoppers would need to give their $10 discounts to the five employees. So that's 2,000 times 10. I have a great idea. What if the five laid off employees just started working at Amazon as truck drivers or warehouse workers? Maybe this would accelerate the closure of even more businesses. Maybe a different set of five people or nationwide, 500,000 people could lose their jobs because of Amazon's power. Maybe all 500,000 could work at Amazon. Maybe everyone in the United States could work at Amazon. Maybe Amazon could offer hair salon, auto repair, dog grooming, uh, flower shop services, computer programming. I think they do that already, by the way, under Amazon Web Services. Uh, maybe Amazon can offer dental treatment, legal services. What about escort services for ladies of the night? What about coffee shops or, air, or, or Amazon Airlines? You see where this is going, right? One company should not have this much power. And this started because consumers did not care where they spent their monies when times were great. And now under COVID-19, times are not great. Consumers just shop for discounts when in my opinion, the discounts were unbelievably hard to offer to consumers. There's a saying people use in life. If it's too good to be true, there's probably a catch or what you see is not as it appears.
Although I no longer spend money at Starbucks, I have to give them much credit. Starbucks raised their prices for a small drip coffee from 65 cents in 2000 to currently about $2.15 in California as of June 2020. Now this is Economics 101, Supply and Demand. Consumers still buy the coffee even though the price has tripled. And because people are willing to pay $4 to $7 for designer lattes, mochas, and coffee smoothies, these high Starbucks prices have attracted competitors to the retail coffee shop industry. People still working may consider themselves loyal Amazon customers, but what if Amazon opens hair salons and you own a hair salon? How would this impact your hair salon business? What if Amazon opens auto repair shops and you have owned an auto repair shop for 15 years and employ 20 people? Your auto repair shop does about $5 million a year in business. And now here comes Amazon uh, to, to offer auto repair services for a 25% discount, less than your standard shop prices. Over a year, people needing auto repairs start going to Amazon Auto Repair. And you look at your fare prices and you wonder how can Amazon Auto Repair charge 25% less than standard auto repair rates. I mean, your rates are the same as the guys down the streets, but now here comes Amazon charging 25% less. Then you discover because Amazon has other profitable businesses, you find out that it's no big deal for Amazon Auto Repair to underprice their repair services. The point is the hair salon and the auto repair shop owners would never hurt their own businesses by using Amazon hair salons or Amazon auto repair shops because they own hair salons and they own auto repair shops. But consumers have no equity position with your business. Significant discounts will also kill any loyalty consumers have with your business. They could be 10-year customers, but some customers will leave you for a 10 or 20% discount. What about Amazon Dental Services? You get the idea now, I hope. To wrap up this episode, it seems like more people need to own businesses in order to protect their ways of life. Instead of gigantic Amazon, there needs to be 10 Amazon-like companies so that the 10 could compete and keep prices fair so communities can survive. Hopefully, I have shown how shopping for discounts, I mean deep, unrealistic discounts, can have negative, short, and long-term consequences. Shopping for unreasonable discounts kill economies, causes layoffs, hurt communities, and most of all, gives extreme power to companies which may not have America's best interests as their top concern. Thanks for listening to this information. Thanks for listening to this episode. And again, this podcast episode has a blog at our website, rpusa.org. My name is Rick, the founder. Thanks a lot. Make it a great day.